every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
the souls accused of him is gone. Tire tracks all across your back. I can, I can see you had your fun, but uh, darling, can't you see my signals turn from green to red? And with you, I can see a traffic jam straight up ahead. Black Plastic Mutant Radio FM. Thanks to Pam for letting me practice yesterday.
San Francisco at Cal State Park. Cal State Park is located not too far from the airport by the freeway, by the bay. This particular day, I quit was at the game. Never been to a game before. And I'm going to show you just how this quit was acting and what he was saying. Give me a little baseball music there, brother. Straighten it out. Come see the game, boss the man got the feel on the ground, make me mess. <laughs> oh, look like it's gonna be a while before this game get on the way. Let's you and I sit here and get acquainted and talk about my three boyfriends. I got three boyfriends, the name Tom, Dick, and Harry. Now I don't give a damn about Tom and Harry, but love that dick. <laughs> oh yes, down at the airport, the planes is just a plane. Over on the freeway, the trucks are just a trucking. At home, the men and their wives are just a getting ready to come to the ball game. Oh, look at the fans, it's just a fanning. And the bees is a being. And the seagulls is a ooh! <laughs> And the bees is a bean. And the seagulls is a ooh! <laughs>
of J and B in my right hand, I am thinking, hand, I am thinking, Caraveri, shirt from Caraveri, Fusilli, I am thinking, Jamie Gertz, I am thinking, I would like to fuck Jamie Gertz, I am thinking, Porsche 911, a Sharpay, I am thinking, I would like to own a Sharpay, I am 26 years old, I am thinking, I will be 27 next year. A Valium. I would like a Valium. No, two Valium, I am thinking. Cellular phone, I am thinking. Dry cleaners. The Chinese dry cleaners I usually send my bloody clothes to delivered back to me yesterday a Soprani jacket two white Brooks Brothers shirts, and a tie from Agnes B, still covered with flecks of someone's blood. I have a lunch appointment at noon in 40 minutes, and beforehand I decide to stop by the cleaners and complain. In addition to the Soprani jacket, the shirts and tie, I bring along a bag of blood-stained sheets that also need cleaning. Chinese dry cleaners is located 20 blocks up from my apartment on the west side of Columbia. And since I've never actually been there before, the distance shocks me. Previously, my clothes were always picked up after a phone call from my apartment and then were delivered back within 24 hours.
Suddenly I find myself eyeing a very pretty homeless girl sitting on the steps of a brownstone on Amsterdam. A styrofoam coffee cup resting on the step below her feet. And as if guided by radar, I move toward her, smiling, fishing around in my pocket for change. Her face seems too young and fresh and tan for a homeless person's. It makes her plight all the more heartbreaking. I examine her carefully in the seconds it takes to move from the edge of the sidewalk to the steps leading up to the brownstone where she sits. Her head bowed down, staring dumbly into her empty lap. She looks up, unsmiling, after she notices me standing over her. My nastiness vanishes, and wanting to offer something kind, something simple, I lean in, still staring, eyes radiating sympathy into her blank, grave face, and dropping a dollar into the styrofoam. Good luck. Her expression changes, and because of this, I notice the book, Sartre, in her lap, and then the Columbia book bag by her side, and finally the tan-colored coffee in the cup and my dollar bill floating in it, and though this all happens in a matter of seconds, it's played out in slow motion, and she looks at me, then at the cup, and shouts, Hey, what's your goddamn problem? Yeah. Warm 
che fiebre hai
line here. She hands me the tapes without even looking at me, refusing to recognize who I am. And breathing in hard and exhaling, she motions for the next in line, a couple with a baby. On the way back to my apartment, I stop at D'Agostino's, where for dinner I buy where for dinner I buy two large bottles of Perrier, a six-pack of Coke Classic, a head of arugula, five medium-sized kiwis, a bottle of tarragon balsamic vinegar, a tin of creme fraiche, a carton of microwave tapas, a box of tofu, and a white chocolate candy bar I pick up at the checkout counter. Once outside, ignoring the bum lounging below the Les Miserables poster and holding a sign that reads, I've lost my job, I am hungry, I have no money, please help, whose eyes tear after I pull the tease the bum with a dollar trick and tell him, Jesus, will you get a fucking shave, please? My eyes almost like they were guided by radar. Focus in on a red Lamborghini Countach parked at the curb gleaming beneath the street lamps, and I have to stop moving, the Valium shockingly, unexpectedly kicking in. Everything else becomes obliterated. The crying bum, the black kids on crack, rapping along to the blaring beatbox, the clouds of pigeons flying overhead, looking for space to roost, the ambulance sirens, the honking taxis, the decent-looking babe in the Betsy Johnson dress, all of that fades, and in what seems like time-lapse photography, but in slow motion like a movie, the sun goes down, the city gets darker, and all I can see is the red Lamborghini, and all I can hear is my own even steady panting. In front of the store, staring, minutes later, I don't know how many.
came back in front of two bloodhounds. <laughs> oh, a lot of fun, though. Oh, yeah, I met a beautiful girl. She walked up to me and put her arms around me and says, Howard, if you marry me, my love will be like real cream. I said, hi, that sister. She said, a little dab will do. <laughs> yeah, she's right. We dabbed up on a little boy. When she's carrying this little boy, she come running down the hall one day hollering, help, help, help. I said, what's the matter, baby? She said, that big man coming down the hall scared me. I said, yes, that baby come here looking like somebody else. He ain't scared you half as bad as I'm going to scare you. 
And you know that baby was born with black straight hair, blue eyes, and came here eating with chopsticks. When it got big enough to talk, he looked across the table at me one morning hollering, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. I said, shut up, boy, and go on downstairs and play with those plastic bags I bought you. My old lady looked at me and says, Howard, when he get big enough, I want you to take him to the zoo. I said, don't worry. When they find out where he's located, they'll come get him. <laughs> Funny thing, down deep south, all the colored cats want to become bus drivers. You should see one of those colored dudes trying to make a left turn with his arm out the rear window. <laughs> Son. I rode the bus while I was down there, dropped my fare, the driver looked at me and says, hey boy, you have to take the back of the bus. I said, back of the bus, hell. I said, I'm not colored, I'm Jewish. He said, in that case, get the hell off the bus. <laughs>
telling me about his new compact disc player, while Anne unwittingly prattles on to a stoned and completely oblivious Courtney about new kinds of low-sodium wheat rice cake, fresh fruits, and new age music, particularly Manhattan steamroller. It's Iowa, Scott's saying. You've got to hear it, the sound. He pauses, closes his eyes in ecstasy, chewing on cornbread is fantastic. Well, you know, Scotty, the Iowa is okay. Oh, holy shit, dream on, Scotty, I'm thinking. But Sansui is really top of the line. I pause, then add, I should know, I own one. But I thought Iowa was top of the line. 
Scott looks worried, but not yet upset enough to please me. No way, Scott, I say. Does Iowa have digital remote control? Yeah, he says. Computer controls? Uh-huh. What a complete and total doofus. Does the system come with a turntable that has a metacrylate and brass platter? Yes, the bastard lies. Does your system have an Acophase T106 tuner? I ask him. Sure, he says, shrugging. Are you sure? I say. Think carefully. Yeah, I think so, he says, but his hand shakes as it reaches for more of the cornbread. What kind of speakers? Well, Duntech wood, he answers too quickly. So sorry, dude. You've got to have the Infinity IRS-V speakers, I say. Or... Wait a minute, he interrupts. V speakers? I've never heard of V speakers. See, that's what I mean, I say. If you don't have the Vs, you might as well be listening to a goddamn Walkman. What's the bass response on those speakers? He asks suspiciously. An ultra-low 15 hertz, I purr, enunciating each word.
However, I would like to have you come with me now and we'll open this black door at the end of the corridor here.
Luxon followers, aficionados at the five-string banjo has made quite a comeback. Till recently, it considered nothing more than an opt-to instrument of the early minstrel shows or, or an new, uh, early New Orleans jazz combo. Can you explain the comeback of it? Well, when I was a kid, the only banjo I knew uh, was the tenor banjo they used to play in the jazz bands. You remember uh, Pingator used to be in Whiteman? Mike Pingator. Mike Pingator and uh, Eddie Peabody, and, and they did real acrobatics on the instrument. But it was almost like a different instrument than this thing. This is the old-fashioned five-stringer which died out about 50 years ago, and the only way I learned it was I used to travel around through the country any way I could, hitchhiking or riding on freight. Just every time I met somebody who could play an instrument, uh, the five-stringer, I'd get him to show me a lecture. Some old farmer didn't keep up with the times. He kept the banjo hanging on the wall, a relic of his courting days. Might teach me one little tune, and I'd learn something somewhere else. Now, me and a lot of others uh, who... Uh, might have lived uh, far away from uh, where this music started. I guess just uh, naturally liked it. We latched onto it, and uh, I hope perhaps the the whole new period will start off. But uh, my feeling is that uh, the more people take up these hand rolled homemade instruments, doesn't matter whether it's a guitar or a banjo or a French harp or. A, the, the good thing about it is people making their own music, not having to always uh, listen to someone else, but have their own fun. When parents start singing to their kids again, and uh, making their own music, not having to always uh, listen to someone else, but have their own fun. When parents start singing to their kids again, and uh, making their own entertainment, I think then maybe you'll get the best music ever. Uh, this despite television. Oh, yeah. I'd say, Pete, that your contribution in this respect is, is really uh, limitless. I mean, it can't be, can't be measured because of this, this idea of people participating. There's too little of it today, and of course, I know that's your premise, participating themselves rather than just being spectators or listeners. Could you give us an example of some banjo uh, playing with your own reels yeah, and stuff right. like uh, Triple Creek and uh, Joe Stand Parker. back. <laughs> Purple Creek, here's old Joe Clark. Rarebit. I found that and a couple of crackers. And 
piece of celery and an olive, and I sat down in the middle of the night. I was very, very hungry. Oh, it tasted so good. You have no idea what, what it means sometimes in the middle of the night when you're hungry like this. And you have a little something to tide you over till breakfast. I just, it's one of my bad habits, actually. I, I, should, I shouldn't be up like this. But I get so hungry. Mm. It's silly to say this, but I look at a little olive like this.
looks like it's gonna rain. That's what I was saying out loud. But inside, my mind was working too fast. Or so it seemed. Nothing's accomplished by this. Nothing that makes sense. Let me tell you about my mind. It, it seems to turn in circles that get tighter and tighter.
tune I've heard I like, or maybe play a little thing like this. people tuned in. That is a five-string banjo that Pete is playing. That's remarkable, really. What was that, incidentally? That was a, a very beautiful little organ piece that Bach wrote called Jesu, Joy of Man's Desiring. There was a big chorale to go with it, but that was just the melody that went the organ played. Bach on a banjo. This is really, uh, this is a fine Sunday morning. How do you feel about it? Uh, it's Single string. Yeah. How do you two troubadours feel about it being about doing a camp meeting or a, any song of feeling right now? Are you up to it? Yeah, anything you sure. want. Sure. Right. Oh, you like to Well, I, I'm going. I'm going to follow you. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Pete. <laughs> any, any, why you want to go? I'm, I'm there. <laughs> oh, here's an old favorite of mine. I haven't sung it for years, but I think you know it. I won't go too far back because I'm a young man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a gear of D. Uh-uh. Somebody wrong me or something. Hey. You know, this is an awful nice radio station to allow us to tune up right on the air. <laughs> oh, you got to walk that lonesome valley.
the throne But when we're apart I walk the streets alone One day happiness The next day loneliness Shaking all over 